10. Explain why this error just happened. Welcome to Service Design Principles. I'm Guy Martin, joined by the author of the Service Design Principles series of books, founder of the Swiss Innovation Academy, and service design practitioner, the enlightened Daniele Catalanotto. Enlightened. I'm already excited to hear all the other ones that you will find with E. Thanks so much for inviting me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thank you for being here. Now, uh, you're here because you wrote a book called Service Design Principles 1 to 100, and uh, this podcast is going through those principles one at a time, one every episode. So today it's principle number 10, explain why this error just happened. Now, why is that important? So there is always a story. So let me, let me start with the story. I take the train a lot. And for a long time, when trains in Switzerland were, were late, basically what they were saying was, uh, we're going to arrive three minutes late in Lausanne. Sorry about the delay, period. And basically what would happen is like, you would say, oh, I kind of hate the train company. You know, they're late again. You know, even if in Switzerland, you obviously, Switzerland being Switzerland, we love time. Uh, most of the time, it's uh, it's uh, it's well on time, but when it happens, you know you you will blame the company. And a few years ago, they started something new, which is quite interesting. They they started to say, "We're arriving. Uh, we have three minutes late because there was a person next to uh, the rails." Okay. And so we had to stop. Sorry for the inconvenience. And then you're like, oh, I'm happy that they kind of took that three minutes to not kill the guy. And I'm angry against that guy who was stupid to go on the rails. You know? And so it's kind of shifting uh, my emotion not to you are the company, you should have known better, to, oh, as a company, I understood that you did the, the best thing you could do. And the best thing you could do at that moment was to be late and... I respect that, even if it sucks. But even if it sucks, it's not, you are stupid, uh, you didn't manage that well. I think it's also like, for me at least, I like to know why things are happening. Yeah. You know, so, okay, we're going to be uh, five minutes late because of a signal error or because there was a, a, a late uh, train from another direction or in, in airline flights, this happens a lot. Um, I, I remember sitting uh, on a tarmac uh, in uh, Frankfurt um, and uh, we were sitting in the plane uh, for, I don't know, 40 minutes or something. Um, and this is out on the apron. This is nowhere near uh, Skybridge or anything. We'd been bussed out there and they said, we're still waiting for crew from another flight. The flight's late and we have a minimum requirement that we need before we can start up the engine sort of thing, before we can take off. I don't know the exact regulation, but... Um, understanding that, okay, the other plane's late, it's going to take time for them to deliver that crew across. And they actually said, as soon as they arrive here, um, there'll be a bus waiting for them to bring them to this plane. So they're saying, okay, there is a delay. It's terrible. It's, it's very late. Here's the reason why. So now suddenly it's like, okay, there is an explanation. It's not just incompetence. Um, and they've got a, a mitigation to it. As soon as they arrive, they're going to make every effort to get that crew across uh, so that we can we can take off and we can go. 
So just knowing that little bit extra uh, made me dislike them a little bit less uh, on this particular occasion. So overall, their score might still be low, but maybe not as low as they could be. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and maybe, you know, you just also learned something, you know. As, as you know, you are someone who loves to learn, as we, we heard in our, one of our, our episodes about flowers. Uh, you know, it, it's an opportunity to learn that, oh, okay, there are regulations uh, about the number of staff that needs to be, to, to be here. And okay, the low is the low. And uh, I can't blame the low, but at least I, I, I've learned something. Now, I'm interested in the aviation industry in general because I like uh, I like problem solving and doing root cause analysis and learning from mistakes. And the aviation industry, I think, does it the best out of almost any industry. They learn from their mistakes very well. So I wanted to understand a bit more about, okay, well, how does it work with this plane on the tarmac? Because when the crew comes, there's there's a whole lot of variables that happen here. And this is at Frankfurt Airport, one of the busiest in, in Europe. And I found out they have this slot allocated to them to be able to take off. So they have to apply for a slot to say, okay, we would like to take off and we will be ready to push back to leave our parking area and start to head towards the runway at X time, right? At 10 minutes past three or something. And then they have this window of time that they have to be rolling on the tarmac to meet that slot. And if they're not rolling, then they lose that slot and it may get given to another plane because they're, they're too busy. So they can't just afford to wait for two hours and hold this window open. So again, that's another reason that, okay, even when the crew comes, they get delivered to the plane, there still might be another delay because they missed their slot. They missed their window. Um, and that was really interesting for me to find that out. And I started <laughs> trying to understand, okay, well, how do what airport operations work? And so it was this frustrating thing, but now I've got time, I've got an internet connection, so I can look up some of this stuff and, and, and understand more. So it actually turned into a positive experience for me. So while, yes, I was a bit late, um, I'm going to be a bit late home, it was a learning opportunity that I could take advantage of as well. So trying to find that silver lining maybe there. Yeah, I love it. But but I think that's a that's a perfectly good example where, for one group of people, you know, basically a message like that, which is explain why this error just happened, uh, serves three different people. You know, uh, the people who don't give a fuck, who basically say, "Tell me there is an error. I put my headphones back. It's okay. I will have to wait. I don't need to understand why." They get the information. The people who want to understand why, they get the information. And the people who want to get information and are curious will then go on Google and say, why? Why is this happening in that way? You know, and they will learn something. It's a pretty powerful message because uh, it serves very different audiences well, where not speaking about the why will just serve the ones who just are not interested. Mm. It reminds me also not just about the errors, but also about, uh, you know, often in train companies or stuff, we say... We speak about the errors. We don't speak about the little victories. Yeah. Uh, and this is something that I've noticed uh, that more and more companies do is, for example, uh, companies say, we're leaving on time. You know, and this message, you know, this is powerful, you know, because in a day, you know, how much people have heard, this is not working, please take elevator B. This is not working, please do that. Uh, we have delay, blah, blah, blah. But how many times could we just say, everything is fine, life is beautiful? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and this is, for me, it's, uh, it's been hearing our conversation on, on that. It's like, uh, 
we're trying to shift the blame, you know, uh, that's a bit of what we're trying to do with this. But sometimes we could just also just expose the the goodness, all what's what's being done right. Yeah, it's like own our mistakes, but also own our successes. Yeah. And as cultures, I, I don't know if, if it's like that in your country, but in Switzerland, you know, uh, we own our mistakes and never speak about what we do right. Uh, because it's a culture of... Uh, of no ego, uh, we speak about uh, uh, you know problems are personal and victories they are uh, they are to everyone you know everybody did it together and uh, but at the same time I think it's important in such cultures especially to be able to reveal also what's happening well. Yeah, the, in Australia we have this thing called the tall poppy syndrome where you know someone raises a little bit above where they should be and they they a bit too proud uh, then they get cut down very quickly so culturally um it it doesn't often happen that people will say that they're fantastic and they're great but this there, there's a difference there because you can still be proud of uh, an achievement without being egotistical or about being over proud or going over the top. So, so simply saying, okay, and we're leaving on time today. It's great to have you on board or something like this. Um, it's just that subtle message. But as you say, it's so, it's so powerful. It's um, to say, okay, uh, whatever else is going wrong today, this little thing has gone right. So let's be grateful for that at least. <laughs> Indeed. And, uh, and so we can expand a bit this principle by saying, whenever you share an information, think, is there an additional thing that we could add? You know, for example, it's a why. Or for example, it's we're arriving in Lausanne, which is an information that you will already give. But could we add something to it, which will create something new? Which is like, oh, we're arriving on time in Lausanne. Ah, okay. Or we're late because of this. And thinking about, okay, we're giving a lot of information. Is there a little nugget of, uh, of supplement uh, information that we can share that will change the relationship that people have with that information? Thank you very much. I think that uh, that's a, a good wrap-up to, to this episode. We'll, uh, I'll see you next on the next episode. <laughs> Such a pleasure. See you. Bye-bye. The Service Design Principles Podcast is hosted by me, Guy Martin with Daniela Catalanotto. Music by Mikhail Smusev. This is a production of Neolux Consulting.